everybody, welcome back to Tapping This Week. This is Deborah Dondelanger, and today we're going to be talking and tapping about how to get started with tapping. So this is more of a beginner podcast for those of you who are newer to tapping. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Los Angeles for Personality Hackers Profiler Training, and I got to demonstrate tapping to the whole group, as well as work one-on-one with three different people. And as I'm studying more about um, profiles, this is um, a conversational approach to Myers-Briggs typing. I'm becoming aware of how our individual wiring affects how we tap and what tapping, how tap affects how we tap and affects how we engage with tapping. So basically the premise of tapping is the same, that we have some sort of disruption or tension in our body tied to a specific event, a memory, a thought, and tapping on these points on our body will help us reduce the triggering effect of that thought, of that experience, of that memory. And as it, as we reduce the tension associated with that, we actually find ourselves having a more compassionate view of what happened. We can have broader thoughts, more calming thoughts, more wise thoughts, more compassionate thoughts. But these all shift on their own as we address the tension and emotion in our bodies. And I've had the chance to talk about tapping with newcomers of different personality types the last few weeks. And there's a couple of different ways I suggest you can get started with tapping. So the biggest question people ask besides how do I tap? Like what are the points I'm tapping on? And that's very easy to find out. I have a, uh, how to tap on my website and there are a million videos, probably not million, but there are many, many websites that teach you how to tap. But the question is, what do I say? And for some people, finding what to say is a very personal internal experience, and they don't want anybody else giving them the words I want to tap on. And for other people, they need the modeling of other words, they need somebody to offer them words that gives them more insight into their problem. So there are advantages and disadvantages to tapping along with the podcast that I have, in that the advantage is that you get examples of words, you follow along with me, and you feel me changing my emotional response. And it can give you ideas and actually tapping along with somebody else's words can help your own issue, even if the words don't line up. The disadvantage of of tapping along with somebody else's words is that if the words don't match up for you and there's no resonance, you might not get the results for your issue. So what can you do if you're trying to work on your stuff by yourself with tapping? One way is um, Gary Craig, the, the inventor and founder of tapping, suggested the personal peace procedure, and I'm probably, I'm sure you can still find it online, where you write out at least 50 events from your life, and you go through and you rate the intensity and you tap on each one. And what would it look like to tap on an event from your, from your life? So say you have this memory of the bad trip to the dentist. For some of us, we have a very felt sense memory of what happened. If we tune into the event, we can access our memory. And that is the language and those are the images that you want to use while tapping. So you might remember sitting in the dentist chair. So you would tap saying, even though I remember sitting in the dentist chair and how it felt, I deeply and completely accept myself. And then when you go through the points, use the shorter reminder phrase, sitting in the chair. For people who have access to memory that way, if you imagine your your story as a movie, you actually want to tap on it frame by frame, scene by scene, because you want to get into the details and break it down and break it apart. You don't want to tap on the big picture because that can be overwhelming. And if you'll notice, for those of you who have a, a connection with memory, there's often a specific snapshot in our head that will bring up the emotion from that experience. And that's what you want to tap on. 
and bring in the senses. Look at how you, what you remember for, through sight, through sound, through touch, through smell. Um, there's one other one, through hearing. I think I might have said that. Oh, well, you know what the five senses are, taste. So that's one way to work with tapping is to list out these events that happen in your life, to rate the intensity of the event, to do tapping on that very specific event, notice whether the intensity goes up or down, and keep working on it until you get down to about a one or even a zero. Now, another approach for people is to notice how they're feeling physically in the moment when they're feeling agitated. So it might be, oh, I'm feeling agitated. Okay, stop, check in. I feel this knot in my stomach. I feel this tension in my shoulders. And that can be a powerful way to use tapping to clear the tension in your body now. And often you'll find there is a harmonic resonance with things from the past. So as you're tapping on the current tension, you might remember when something else, when you felt the same way. So you can keep, you can tap on that as well. Another way to tap, to get tapping started for yourself, is to tap along with other people's work. When I first started learning about tapping way back in 2006, I participated in conference calls led by master EFT practitioners, and they tapped with other people, and I learned how to fluctuate and play with language in a way to make it really, um, to open doors for people. But I also benefited from tapping along with somebody else without having to find the words myself. Another way to get started with tapping is to find a friend and to tap together, because sometimes we can't see, we need someone to hold a mirror up for us to see, to notice what they're noticing, to see what they're noticing in us to reflect back, because sometimes we just don't know what's going on for ourselves, and having a partner to tap with can be incredibly helpful. And the last way to tap that can be, um, it's a little bit advanced for beginners, but I'm going to say it anyway is to um, tap using images. There's something called picture tapping developed by a couple in England. And I have a couple of um, blog posts on my site talking about picture tapping, where you actually draw an image that relates to the issue you're working on. And then you tap on what you notice in the image. And then you redraw the image and then you tap again. It's a fascinating process. And I really personally, I find it the most effective for myself is to use that imagery tapping. So bottom line is there are many ways to get started with tapping and finding the way that works for you. And remember, tapping is a combination of finding the right language that opens the door and then the physical tapping on the points to help release the tension. The second thing I want to say is that I still use the setup phrase language. And remember, that's the side of the hand points where we say, even though I have this issue, I deeply and completely accept myself. Finding the right language for that second part of the statement is important. You do not want to say, I love and accept myself if you don't. So then you become the language can be, I'm, I want to love and accept myself. Or I'm open to the idea that one day I might. Or I just want to feel better. So make sure that what you're saying rings true to yourself. Because why does it matter? I don't know, but it does matter. One thing when I'm working with people and they can't say at the beginning, even though I have this issue, I accept myself. By the time we've worked for a couple of sessions, they can really get into and believe it and say it that they do accept themselves. So for me, it's a calibration of your progress. There might be other reasons why it's it's helpful to find language that lands with you, and I don't know what they are, but if I get an answer, I'll get back to you. So we're going to do some tapping now on being a beginner at tapping. Yeah, you get the irony there. And I will try to remember to call out the points, but you need to know where the points are. We have the side of the hand points. We have the beginning of the eyebrow. We have the side of the eye. We have under the eye. 
we have under the nose, we have the chin point, the collarbone, under the arm, and I include top of the head. If you're not familiar with those points, I have a video and audio and diagrams on my site and you can take a look. Okay, but not if you're driving, obviously. All right, so we're going to tap. So how, how do you feel about beginning learning how to tap? Are you frustrated that you think this might be a helpful tool, but you don't know how to do it? Are you skeptical, but still slightly curious? Just tune in with yourself and what is true for you. So we'll go with, um, I'm, I'm frustrated that I don't know how to do this yet, but I know it's going to be helpful. So on the side of the hand point and repeat after me. And this time through, follow my words exactly. And then the second time out, perhaps we'll change them up. All right, side of the hand. Even though I feel frustrated because I don't know how to do this yet. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Even though I don't accept myself. And I'm still frustrated that I don't know how to do this. And I notice that I feel a little bit wound up just thinking and talking about it. I give myself credit for showing up and being willing to try this. Even though I'm curious about how to tap. And a little sad that I have been left out so far. I deeply and completely am open to accepting myself anyway. <sighs> and right there, I just felt my energy relax. Um, that will happen. Sometimes you will feel yourself relaxing as you tap. All right, on the side of the uh, beginning of the eyebrow, feeling frustrated. Remember, you're repeating out loud after me on the side of the eye, feeling a little bit left behind under the eye, on the bone, feeling confused under the nose point, feeling ambivalent, chin point, Feeling uncertain. Collarbone. Feeling frustrated. Under the arm. Feeling confused. Top of the head. Feeling uncertain. Go ahead and keep going back to the eyebrow. Learning this new thing. Side of the eye. What if I don't know how to do it? Under the eye. What if I don't have the energy or bandwidth to, to learn something new? Nose point, but I'm sort of curious. Chin point. Feeling the pressure to figure it out right away. Collarbone. Wanting to get it right all at once. Under the arm. Learning something new. Top of the head. Oh, nice gentle breath. And I forgot to ask you to rate your frustration or level of intensity. I was tuning into something else and I was probably a seven. And it's, I'm dropped way down to probably a two, maybe a one. So what happens when your intensity goes up? 
Often that means that you have gotten more connected with the issue, and that's a good thing. Keep tapping, chunking it down into small aspects, one detail at a time. If your intensity goes down, fantastic, that's what we're looking for. If your intensity stays the same, it can mean the language isn't quite landing on it for you, that is too big of an issue, or that you're feeling unsafe and guarded and you really don't want to go into it at that point. No judgment there. You can try tapping a couple more rounds, uh, even on the, like language, even though it doesn't feel safe, even though I don't want to, and leave it alone until another time. So the last thing I want to talk about is people's physical response to tapping. And what I've experienced and noticed in my clients is a couple of different things. For me, I can get to a point or find the right phrase, and all of a sudden it's like the balloon deflated. All the tension just dissolves all at once, just like, let's go. And that's my experience. Other people's experience is a general, gradual calming, like just gently taking the edge off. Doesn't happen all at once. And all of a sudden, it doesn't happen all at once. And you might realize as you check in with yourself after the tapping, like, oh, I do feel better. But you're, you don't have this visceral awareness of the energy dropping. Some people feel calmer but don't really realize how much karma they feel until later after they've slept on it and they come back and check in on the issue. I've had people tell me that like 10 minutes later, they notice how calm they feel, like there was a slightly delayed reaction. So there are, very, there are different responses that you have to tapping and you're, it's up to you to sort of calibrate and find out when it works for you. And once you've had it work for you, you'll know that experience and then you can carry that forward with your other tapping sessions. And the last thing I'll say about getting started with tapping for yourself is that you need to work on some things that are meaningful to you and relevant to you. If you're not interested in the subject, if you think you should be working on it, but there's no emotional investment, you just don't care, I don't think the tapping is going to work that well. It's really a chance to tune into yourself, your body, your memories, your values, your alignment, your connection with the outside world, and Everybody, so the principles of tapping are universal, but everybody has their own unique experience of tapping and how it works for them. Hmm. Okay, thanks for listening. Two things. If you have questions about how to tap, please do hop over to my website and drop me an email. That's helpful to me, so I know how to help you. The second thing is, I'm, I'm planning to do a whole episode around this. I need to start asking for people to leave positive reviews for my work because what happens is that helps other people find the work. So if you're enjoying these podcasts and you're benefiting from them and you would feel comfortable leaving a positive review, you can um, go to any of the podcast platforms where you can leave reviews, like iTunes would probably be the best one, and leave a positive review. If there's a problem you're having with my podcast, yeah, I'd rather you not leave a negative review, but just send me private feedback so I can see whether I can change it. Um and I will know whether I can change it or not. So, okay. Thank you very much. And until next time, keep on tapping. Mm-hmm.